0: welcome to the around the world in 20 minutes podcast i'm john halsman looking at the most important stories in the world what lies behind them why they're not covered as much as they ought to be and most importantly what do they mean we hope to do this in a very fun way but we hope to look at these important things and get at something today we're looking at the most important story in the world china is responsible for the global pandemic why do i think this what does this mean And why is it being covered so badly, I suppose, are the key topics we're looking at. Let me say, just off the bat, I loathe conspiracy theories. When I worked in Washington for 10 years at a quite high level and was involved in the foreign policy establishment, my chief of staff, who I adore, and others would present me with conspiracy theories all the time. This senator was doing this to get this. And it just didn't track to me with the way the world actually works. Um, The world isn't an Oliver Stone movie. This is a man who knows nothing about Washington. It isn't a bunch of guys sitting in the dark in a room and saying, I know about Vietnam. They have a meeting. They press a button. Someone dies efficiently. There are never any leaks. Nothing ever goes wrong. And they continue along their nefarious way. This simply doesn't describe the Washington I knew, which was full of well-meaning, if arrogant idiots who constantly got into trouble constantly made mistakes in Iraq Afghanistan at all were surprised things didn't go as they thought as I put it at the time I put it to you now the world is not run like Macbeth it's run like Hamlet well-meaning people making mistakes in a human way and indeed that's why normally I'm against conspiracy theories but in the case of understanding human nature and logic this is precisely why I'm in favor of there being a conspiracy and a cover-up over the Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology. Let's go through this in in a very fundamental way. Uh, One of my favorite TV shows, The Procedural Law and Order, um, makes it very clear that you can convict someone of murder based on a circumstantial case. If there's an ocean of circumstantial evidence connecting the dots, the jury may well believe that story. And again, the preponderance of of a balance of, of possibility means that guilt can be established. And indeed, what I do, political risk analysis, is an art. It's not a science. Anybody who tells you this is political science is adding false rigor. That doesn't mean the art can't get us somewhere. My firm is right over 80% of the time, and as a result, we should be hired because we add value. But to make something certain when it is highly likely does not diminish highly likely being enough to live our lives from. And it seems to me that the evidence, I'll be Jack McCoy and you can be my jury as we go through this, the evidence, the circumstantial evidence of Chinese guilt, of Chinese manslaughter in what's happened with COVID, where 4.2 million people have died, is overwhelming. And I'll take you through that. Let's continue with our law and order analogy and define manslaughter with some precision. The precision is this, manslaughter is depraved indifference. You, you, you're depravedly indifferent to events, the events occur and you are responsible for the events. And if you take nothing else away from what I'm saying here today, nothing else at all, you have to allow that the Chinese committed depraved indifference about the global pandemic. The one thing that we're all sure of, whether the virus came naturally, whether it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab, who knew what when, how it spread, All of that is secondary to a fact that is not in dispute. China allowed international travel to continue. The Chinese Communist Party, the government of Xi Jinping, allowed international travel to continue, even as it clamped down on domestic movement, because in Wuhan they knew they were dealing with the coronavirus. So the Chinese government say, basically, we're going to take an almighty hit from what's happening by this virus, which is spreading out of control in China. But if we're going to take a hit, the rest of the world is going to take a hit. And the flight manifests make this abundantly clear. The Chinese party locked down Wuhan, but did not lock down international travel. And the infected peoples fled to the spread it spread to the United States and Italy and other places. And the wickedness, and I'm going to use the Victorian term because there is no other, the wickedness of what Xi Jinping did is obvious. He said, if we're going to take a hit, the world is going to get sick. We will not go down alone. We will not have this huge strategic disadvantage. And if we're sick, everyone will get sick. That's manslaughter. And without doubt, we already know that's what the Chinese Communist Party did. But there's a, there's a mountain of circumstantial evidence that it's more than even this. In January 2018, State Department officials wrote a cable that's since been declassified visiting the WIV, and they became alarmed at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They saw a lack of proper personnel and safety protocols being applied there, and they worried about the possibility of a lab leak. This in january 2018 they also noted that the wiv was working on new bat coronaviruses this is a super lab this is the second piece of the circumstantial puzzle There are only a handful of these labs in the world, whereas there are thousands of Chinese wet markets that that slaughter animals indiscriminately, exactly the same thousands of them. There are only a handful in the world of super labs dealing with bad coronaviruses. And that we get a bad coronavirus is an overwhelming piece of logic, of circumstantial evidence, and should be shouted from the rooftops. In September, September 12th, 2019, uh, the WIV's online data vi- database of virus samples disappeared from computers, never to be seen again. Let me make this clear. The database of the lab laying out the virus samples for the coronavirus they were studying, the bad coronavirus, disappeared in September 2019, about when we now think the Chinese Communist Party became aware of the infection. In September 2019, the online database of the WIV goes away, never to be retrieved again. This, If this is not a smoking gun, it's certainly close to it. Um, Chinese scientists, we do know, sequenced the COVID-19 genome meaning they understood how the genome worked in December 19, 2019, when they're not even explaining to the rest of the world that this thing exists yet. They've already sequenced the COVID-19 genome without telling the rest of us that there is indeed a leak out there. Uh, this is not the, the attitude of a responsible citizen. I can see Jack McCoy's face from here. We certainly know they also subverted doctors like the very brave Dr. We, Li Wang Lang, Uh, Lee went around telling citizens, we think we have a problem with the coronavirus. Local Chinese Communist authorities leaned on him, forcing him to recant, saying he was guilty of antisocial procedures and told him to stop talking online about the coronavirus that was happening. This happened in December 2019. We know that the Chinese Communist Party allowed the Chinese New Year Festival to carry on where tens of thousands of people run cheek by jowl with one another. Um, it's the greatest, arm, uh, it's the greatest annual migration of people on the planet. They allowed this to occur in Wuhan because they'd rather cover this up. They'd rather cover this up than deal with the facts and tell people that they were responsible for the, the epicenter of this virus. Um, and then we know that they employed useful idiots like Peter Daszak. The one guy that the, the incredibly crawly, there's a whole nother podcast, the incredibly crawly WHO allows in as a, as a Western American exemplar. He's British born, works in the United States. The one guy they allow in is actually funneling money to the WIV. And even then, on the first round of WHO inspections, the only round so far, The scientists don't give up the data explaining the origins of the virus. The scientists talk only to the WHO commission with security forces in the room. Not that that's intimidating. And Peter Daszak, their useful idiot, as Lenin would put it, who's complicit in this up to his eyeballs. He is the guy who's going to then say anybody who says this is a lab leak is insane. Obviously, it's not. To put it mildly, this guy had mixed motives, and any responsible, scientific, PhD-driven group, of which I have one, by the way, he would recuse himself for bias, for conflict of interest. Instead, Dasik sets about getting the highly prestigious Lancet and other to sign letters— saying that nothing is going on and no one sensible can believe in a lab leak. And he's coordinating with Dr. Fauci, the ubiquitous, almost always wrong analytically. The, guy, the idea that this guy draws a salary given his analytical rate is beyond me. That Fauci has for years through various institutes, the Americans themselves, so from 2014 to 2020, have been funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology at the same time. So another story. No one's talking about why there aren't Senate hearings about American funding of the WIV is beyond me. But instead, the Chinese for the first round put forward their useful idiot, Peter Daszak, who organizes a basic letter writing campaign and is an agent of influence going around saying that this certainly couldn't happen when it certainly could have. This is not how innocent governments, entities or people act. And it is a mountain. Of circumstantial evidence that I think you as a jury making decisions using your super secret power logic can reach a conclusion here so what do we have from this how did this work again I don't think it's Macbeth I think it's it's Hamlet this is if you anybody watch the wonderful show Chernobyl one of the best television shows I've ever seen you see why authoritarian government is inferior to democratic government for all its flaws Because the basis of authoritarian government is lying. And if you lie, you cannot solve public policy problems. Let's try a hypothetical to see what I mean here. Here is what might well have happened. A researcher in the WIV, a janitor or a researcher, not wearing the proper gloves at the time, doing sloppy work in terms of safety, gets bitten by a bat. He does not tell the head of the lab because he doesn't want to be fired from his precious job or arrested or worse. So he hides this in hopes against hope he isn't infected. Bad news, he is infected. And in not telling people, other people get sick. Now the director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology sees this spread of this epidemic. And he doesn't tell the head of the Wuhan Chinese Communist Party because he doesn't want to get arrested, lose his job, etc. Hoping against hope, the spread simply goes away. This doesn't happen. The infection rages. Now the Communist Party chief of Wuhan knows this. He doesn't want to tell Xi Jinping for exactly the same reasons. He doesn't want to go to jail, get blamed, be ruined, lose his job. So at every level, lying and obfuscation take time. And in taking this time, the problem rages out of control till we finally get to the wickedness of Xi Jinping, who, as I said, without a doubt from the flight manifest says, if we're going to take a hit, the rest of the world is going to take a hit. This does sound like Hamlet. This does sound like human nature. This does sound like the tragic flaws of authoritarian government and what goes wrong. And this is indeed the process by which the virus undoubtedly spread. Think Chernobyl. A final point about this using our super secret power of common sense is what I would call the OJ point. Beyond the mountain of DNA evidence that ought to have led any rational or sane person to convict Simpson, there's another piece of evidence that goes unremarked upon. When the police told him that his ex-wife had been killed, OJ didn't do what every other living human being would have done. How did she die? My God, what happened to her? Please tell me all the details. I need to know why she died. We didn't say any of that, of course, because he knew why she died, because he killed her. We can look at not asking things and not doing things as further circumstantial evidence. And the Chinese Communist Party is following in O.J.'s nefarious footsteps. Uh, The WHO, still creepy, still crawly, has at last under a mountain of the circumstantial evidence ask for a second visit where Tedros, the head of the W.H.O., has said, well, we DASIC went too far. We can't really rule out a lab leak. We'd like to come back and visit again. And China has said, no, no, you can't come visit. If you were innocent of this crime. You would be on television every day, the propaganda ministry of the Chinese Communist Party, all the useful idiots it brings along, all the grant money it gives to other people. There would be tentacles out there where you would be saying a simple thing. Here's the data. We had nothing to do with covering this up. We had this terrible tragedy happen to us, and then the world got sick. Instead, they're saying, no, you can't come see what we've done. You can't see our data. You can't meet with our scientists. You can't continue to investigate the origins of the virus. Let's use our super secret power of logic. Would an innocent government or person behave like this? No, they would be all over this, trying desperately to get people to see their innocence. So in the Chinese not caring about showing the rest of the world their innocence, this is a group of people obsessed with public relations. Not showing them their innocence is a pretty good prima facie case of guilt. Again, the U.S. hasn't covered itself with glory. Biden finally confronted with an overwhelming mountain of evidence has asked the CIA to investigate, trying to kick this into the tall grass as though the rest of us would forget, saying at the same time, well... It could be a lab leak, but it could be natural. I don't know. It's one of the two of them. Well, Joe, that, yeah, just about covers the options, but hoping against hope that this simply goes away when it won't. And again, Dr. Fauci, wrong about everything. A man who wants to be both authoritarian tells us he knows what he's doing, and it has been wrong analytically at every single stage of the pandemic we now find out has been involved in funding DASIC and indirectly funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. No one thinks this merits a headline in the New York Times or the Washington Post. No one thinks this merits congressional hearings, not from Republicans or Democrats. This is not a strictly partisan issue. This is the country figuring out, did we help fund and build Frankenstein's monster? Are we indeed Dr. Frankenstein? So let's ask Dr. Frankenstein, Fauci, what happened here. But instead, we're sparring around and not much is happening. Not good enough. Why does all of this matter? As my jury and I as Jack McCoy, if I've convinced you this mountain of circumstantial evidence amounts to China being responsible for the manslaughter that's killed 4.2 million people, dislocated economically and ruined millions more people and had us all under house arrest for the last year and a half. Why does this matter beyond all this personal suffering that I think about almost constantly in my work? This matters for a basic geostrategic reason. Neil Ferguson's fairy tale of Chimerica, the idea that China and America could cooperate and rise peacefully together and and build a new era where they were both stakeholders, status quo powers in defending the world. That only works if you think the Chinese are ultimately a benign power, are law-abiding, follow international norms and rules. If they don't, if my Jack McCoy Work has convinced you and you believe that they're guilty of manslaughter, you cannot believe in Chimerica. And China is instead a revolutionary power sub- intent on subverting the norms of the world, which is exactly what they've just done to the tune of 4.2 million deaths and untold suffering in the rest of the world. Do you think Italy would have behaved this way if the virus had started there? Do you think Germany would have behaved this way? France, Sweden, the UK, the US, Spain? Of course not. Because for all the problems of democratic government, we are accountable and we do have fellow feeling for the rest of the world, not wanting to destroy it, get it sick. We think about the rest of the world in a slightly more altruistic way than a Chinese Communist Party that is ultimately responsible for the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution, for the deaths of tens of millions of its own subjects. If they don't like their own people, what do you think they think of us? We are merely a statistic that has to be gotten out of the way so they do not take the geostrategic hit. If all of this is true, and to me this follows absolutely logically, if all of this is true, then China cannot lead to Chimerica. The new order will not be one primarily of cooperation, but instead will be one of conflict. In other words, we need to know the motivations of the Chinese Communist Party in order to determine what kind of strategic approach to apply to it The virus and the Jack McCoy theory have shown us that China, rather than being a cooperative ally, is instead guilty of manslaughter. It is up now to the rest of us to learn from this lesson, balance against the Chinese, and see that this group of people responsible for over 4 million deaths does not come to dominate the world. I can't think of anything more important than what we talked about this morning. And thank you for taking the journey with me. If you like the Around the World podcast, please do subscribe to my newsletter for the price of a Starbucks a month. We'll continue to give you cutting edge thinking on political risk analysis and how our world really works. I enjoy this and hope you did as well. Goodbye.